Hello and welcome to EdFocus, coming to you this week from the Pond of Happiness in the Kingdom of Hyrule. That's from Link to the Past. I had to look that one up. Uh, my name is Hilka. I am your host, and joining me, as always, is Rosalie. How are you doing on this fine evening where it is so dark? It's so dark. <laughs> I know, I keep forgetting that it gets dark so quickly, and I finish work, and it's just like, oh, I'm sitting alone in darkness. Uh, I'm good. I'm just tired. Uh, I am dealing with the the looming age as I turn 33 next week, and that is terrifying. Um, but hey, that's 33 years of playing Nintendo, so there you go. Does that... Hang on. I'm really good at <laughs> math. Don't, don't even worry about it. <laughs> no, that means... If... You were born after the NES came out, right? Because that's... Yeah. 80, that was 85? Yeah. Yes. I, yes. I'm an uh, English major, um, so I'm really good at math. <laughs> well, the, the NES and the original Game Boy that were in the house were actually my mum's. I think she got the NES for Christmas when she was young. So, uh, And if anyone does not believe me that it's been 33 years, I have a picture of me as a baby playing the NES. So. <laughs> and apparently my first word was Nino. Which is my interpretation of Nintendo. Oh. Um, yeah, which is, you know, a bit bad on the capitalism side of life. But hey, kids love Nino. It's all good. <laughs> Your entire life has led up to you being on this Nintendo-themed podcast. Right? Oh, it's fate. <laughs> <laughs> how, are, how are you this fine, very dark evening then? Uh, yeah, I'm good. I had some fun Halloween plans that went a little longer than I expected, but in a good way. <laughs> I ran a session of of Paranoia, the perfect edition, a Ooh. tabletop game by Mongoose Games. It's a dystopian comedy horror game. Uh, I figured... I've I've got a horror game like in the pipeline for the future, but let's try this paranoia game as like a wild complete diversion from our normal D&D game. And to to give you a little bit of context of how off track my group can get sometimes, the adventure I used was the one from the just from the core rulebook that's supposed to introduce you like a little bit of the tone, a little bit of the mechanics that was purposefully written to be shorter than an average adventure so you could play it in one setting, session. Huh. The one shot turned into a two shot and we had to finish the second half a week later. <laughs> it's supposed to be played in about two hours. It took us about four and a half. Ooh. But uh, if you're looking for an absolutely wild tabletop experience, check out Paranoia. So yeah, I'm doing great. Um, unlike the news, we have been keeping... Okay, the news isn't bad, it's just there's not a lot of it. 
No. Uh, we were keeping a lookout for interesting news stories, and we found a couple. And then at two on Tuesday evening, like close to midnight, Nintendo suddenly released a press release, and now we're going to be talking about that for a while. <laughs> yep. Uh, but first, there are some other news stories to cover. The first of which is Kevin Afghani. The voice actor for Mario and Luigi in Super Mario Wonder has also been confirmed both by him and Nintendo in general to be the voice of Wario in the now-released WarioWare Move It. There was some speculation of, is this going to be a one-off thing, or is he going to do more? He's doing more. Have you uh, heard his Wario yet? No, I haven't picked up um, Move It, mainly as... I hate motion controls, and it's this one is like because this is like the Wii one. It's very motion control y, um, but it's cool to see that he's literally just the new, um, the new Charles, taking over. Good on him. I think the the true test of his metal as a Mario universe voice actor will be his Waluigi. Yeah. <laughs> Can you oh. capture that really thin line between really annoying and trying to be suave but failing <laughs> that people love so much? Well, they do. Waluigi's the best. Well, actually, no, Luigi's the best, but... <laughs> well, Waluigi was always my go-to character in Mario Kart DS. Oh, yeah. He had a good balance between, like, weight and max speed. I was boring. I was always Princess Peach. <laughs> so original. <laughs> I generally went for Rosalina in Mario Kart 7. I am. Quite enjoyed her. I As do, if there I do were, like, like a monumental bit... differences. <laughs> well, I do like a bit of Rosalina because um, my name is really similar and I used to... Oh, my nerd shame. I used to roleplay as her online huh. <laughs> on MySpace. If anyone remembers MySpace, I'm sure <laughs> some millennials do, but there was like a big roleplay community and I was the first Rosalina on there because I literally roleplayed as her like as the game came out. <laughs> it's like the first Galaxy game came out and I was like, number one, Rosalina on MySpace. Oh, much cringe. <laughs> um... Anyway, <laughs> pretend I never said that. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm scared someone for the record. I know uh, I'm scared someone's gonna try and look it up, but I think MySpace got like cleared, so like there's no evidence of it. Um, no, I'll need to check out his Wario um, voice. I wonder when we would hear him doing Waluigi, because Waluigi's never get you know he never gets his own game or anything, unless uh, this is time. Maybe like the next mario sports game oh yeah or another mario party even though there's already two on the switch i mean hey the next nintendo console is coming out next year presumably so who knows oh yeah time for a new mario party <laughs> there's always time for a new mario party <laughs> All right, uh, the second part of our news is the second part of the Pokemon DLC. Um, 
The Teal Mask, of course, came out a while ago. I've played it. I finished it. Talked about it on the podcast. Uh, part two is coming out December 14th. Um, as per, I think, the pattern... I mean, you can't really call it a pattern if it happened exactly once before. But <laughs> as hopefully set by the precedent of the Scarlet and Violet expansion pack, um, I'm hoping that this one will be a bit longer than Teal Mask. Because Teal Mask was fun, but it was also quite short. Mm. And... This seems to be tied more in with the stuff with Area Zero, uh, which I remember Ooh. you mentioning you really liked. Yeah, it wasn't my favorite part of the, of the last game. Z games. <laughs> and, yep, December 14th, if you have the expansion pass, it will either already be downloaded or it will download itself automatically because we live in the future. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, next, in one of our two Legend of Zelda-related stories, um, this is one you sent me. I, I actually didn't hear of this at all, so thank you for pointing this one out. Uh, mm. Legend of Zelda producer, I'm going to do my best here, Eiji Aonuma mm. uh, is joining Shigeru Miyamoto as a Knight of the Order of Arts and Letters in France. So that means, as the article you sent me pointed out, that there will be two literal knights on the development team for Zelda games. It's also worth saying that that is way cooler than, like, the UK thing of this being called Sir whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, Knight of much the Order of Arts and Letters. Yeah, that sounds, it sounds so much cooler. It's like, you could be... Why be Sir Paul McCartney when you could be Knight of the Order of the Arts and Letters Paul McCartney? <laughs> I don't know if he has one that was just the only Sir that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, it's cool. I do like that. I mean, this is not a Japanese thing. This is a French thing. Mm -hmm. And I admit, I, I don't know a lot about France. But I do really like that they give out these kinds of honors to people who are, you know, not French, but that still recognize the importance of the artistic work that they had a hand in creating. Mm-hmm. And it, it happened twice now, because Shigeru Miyamoto has received one as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, then sort of main story that broke earlier this week uh, is that Nintendo just randomly with very little fanfare uh, released a press release and tweet that development has started on a live action Legend of Zelda movie. Um, things we know about it so far, it's going to be directed by Wes Ball, the director of the Maze Runner trilogy. Uh, it's going to have a screenplay by Derek Connolly, writer of such classic movies as the Jurassic World trilogy and Monster Trucks <laughs> and The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, no. <laughs> Not the people I would have picked. 
I wouldn't have even picked a live action, but you know. No, absolutely not. <laughs> no, um, because you see all those like, um, what if Zelda was a Ghibli movie? And I'm like, yeah, you should you should do that. <laughs> like, Breath of the Wild is literally like inspired by G like Ghibli animated films. Just do that. And if you wanted to make it a little more conventional, like do something like Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, mm. you know? Yeah. That movie was visually very, very nice, but still animated like a reasonably conventional 3D animated movie. The action scenes were a little bit above average, I guess. But like, yeah. that seems like a way better fit. <laughs> It's just, it's really weird, isn't it? Because the kind of high fantasy you get from Zelda is feels like it just won't suit live action. Like, a big part of it is going to look really silly. I especially worry how, like, the, the more fantastical species that you see in Legend of Zelda mm -hmm. games are going to translate to either, like, heavily CG'd mocap actors or oh, just no. like practical suits like what are the Zoro gonna look like uh, yeah. how, how are they I'm gonna do like Gorons I did see somebody share like a cast reveal of Sidon from the Zelda movie and it was just a recolored picture of a real hammerhead shark <laughs> <laughs> which tickled me this is a red hammerhead shark and i'm like that's 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 amazing <laughs> um uh it's very weird um it's also weird that it was announced like in a tweet you would i would have assumed there'd be like a teaser trailer that just showed the logo or something why not why not wait until you have something i guess it's because the strikes are on well there now not not anymore done as of earlier yeah. today yeah so but maybe that it just feels there's not much yeah there wasn't much fanfare it was very just like oh by the way we're making this okay bye <laughs> also it's being like produced by sony yeah which ari aster makes yeah which makes no sense because they have a partnership with universal which is like a sony film competitor because that's who did the mario film so it's a bit unless it's just because it's the nature of animation and live action but it, it still feels weird that well, it wouldn't be universal i i admit just, i did not create this joke myself i saw it on twitter and i can't remember who made it but i am looking forward to like six years from now when this project has been completely restructured and something barely resembling Zelda is made in cooperation with Philips. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Good old CDI Zelda. <laughs> Can I say something about the CDI Zelda games real quick? Mm -hmm. I love the phrase, this piece is what all warriors strive for. And I hate every time that it's from the CDI games. <laughs> it's so frustrating. 
someone has apparently done like a fan remaster of the CDI games and apparently they're actually quite enjoyable. Don't believe whoever said that to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but because I want to own every Zelda game, I will have to try and buy them one day and that pains me deep inside. Um, yeah, this movie is going to be weird. See, if they hire Tom Holland as Link, I'm going to I'm gonna cry. I'm going to march up to Nintendo headquarters because it needs to be someone very androgynous to be Link I think um, but you know it's just going to be someone like Tom Holland isn't it <laughs> Okay, how would you feel about oh I'm going to do my best for this name as well Timothy Chalamet no <laughs> that no, was like too- the, the, the bad one that I thought of immediately yeah, someone did say that Dave Batista would make a good Ganondorf, and I'm like, yes, I'm kind of here for this. Yeah. Um, but I know there's also a thing because some of the elements of Garadus are based on like actual people, <laughs> so they have to be very careful with like the depiction of who they cast. And but it's Hollywood, so they're probably not going to. Um, it's just it's just very bizarre. Uh, I feel like an animated film would be absolutely magical, and I don't understand the live action thing of it. Apparently, the producer in question also owns a lot of film rights to video games, like Metal Gear Solid, and they announced that they were making a Metal Gear Solid film years ago, and there's still nothing. So. There is like a likelihood that like five years from now it'll still be this will be stuck in like production hell. Yeah. But because of the kind of influx in how like uh how well the Mario movie did and how well the Five Nights at Freddy's movie did, um I imagine they want to try and churn it out as quickly as possible to capture that kind of popularity there. I don't know. And like Zelda's probably as big as it's been since Ocarina of Time, you know? Yeah. Breath of the Wild yeah. and Tears of the Kingdom were uh, quite successful, to put it mildly. That's true. What I thought they were going to do was like a Marvel kind of thing where they were going to do like, right, here's a Mario movie. Right, we're going to do a Donkey Kong movie. Then we're going to do like a Metroid movie and then we're going to do a Smash Brothers movie which is like their version of the multiverse and have all the characters together that would make them a, it might not be good but that would make them a ton of money yeah if this was like I don't know like seven years ago I would have been totally on board with that idea <laughs> but like yeah, I've doesn't, experienced yeah. enough of the MCU now that I'm I'm good I've, I've seen like, enough also, Metroid feels like the one Nintendo IP that would work really well in live action. <laughs> I think so. Just get yeah. like, yeah, just get Brie Larson because I think she even like tweeted a lot saying she wanted to be Samus, and I'm like, yeah, just do it. But I just, yeah, make it. Why isn't it animated? It's just weird. It's yeah. like when the news came out, and I was like, oh, oh, and that's just been my feelings for the entire time. And then people were moaning like, oh, you Zelda fans or gamers, you always moan about everything. But it's like, live action adaptions typically are pretty dire for video games. 
Um, we have seen a couple in the past, I don't know, like eight years reach sort of okay status. So, you know, they're getting better. Like yeah. Tomb Raider, the Alicia Vikander one. I wouldn't count that as good personally, but okay. <laughs> I, I Admittedly, I never saw it, but I heard it was like sort of okay. Uh, mm, better than the Angelina Jolie one, but for me, that's not saying much. <laughs> I feel, I feel like whenever you do a video game adaptation, you always lose a part of it because obviously a big part of video games is that they're interactive. So by the nature of adapting them, you lose what makes video games special. Yeah. So that's why they always don't feel necessary to me. But then on the other hand, you're giving the story and these characters you're providing them to an audience that typically might not play games so you're sharing characters you love and in that sense it's cool i just don't see how zelda would adapt well in live action um it's not like last of us where it's all gritty and like realistic (laughs) yeah purposefully Uh, trying to be cinematic even as a video game yeah and also will they make link talk oh Uh, because that's going to be a thing. <laughs> if if they do, I really hope they manage to restrain themselves from doing like a ironic callback to, well, excuse me, princess. <laughs> oh, no, they're so going to do that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> they You've put it out there. Someone's going to be listening and like go, aha. <laughs> or it's already in a script, I bet you. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, here, here's the thing, right? The press release that Nintendo put out on their website said that they've started development. So yes. they probably just like, you know, started a bunch of contracts and now they're starting mm. the like, okay, what's it actually going to look like now? phase yeah and they did say in that release as well that nintendo themselves is providing more than 50 percent of the funding for the movie Mm. and for better or worse i have to admit i know very little about the film industry and i didn't have time to ask the friends of mine who are way better at knowing stuff like that than i am but i I think that at least entitles them to some amount of creative control. Yes. So there's probably going to be a lot of elements that are very faithful, but that is not always a good thing. Or uh, let me Mm. rephrase that. It it can be a good thing, but it doesn't always help, you know? No, that's true. uh, Did you watch the uh, Paul W.S. Anderson Monster Hunter movie by any chance? No, I purposefully did not watch that one. <laughs> well, I, I'm a big enough fan of Monster Hunter and bad movies that I did. Um, <laughs> and sure enough, like all of the Monster Hunter stuff in that movie was super accurate to Monster Hunter. It was still a terrible movie aside from that. Like, <laughs> don't watch it. Even if you like bad movies, it's probably not even worth your time. It's the same director as the um, Resident Evil movies, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. 
Also yeah. starring Mila Jovovich. Yeah, because he's she's married to the director. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the highest percentage of the Resident Evil movies of that series on Rotten Tomatoes is 14%, <laughs> which, if still true, I still find that utterly hilarious. Um, yeah, sometimes, yeah, because a Mario movie, kinda, even though animated, suffered from, like, sometimes being too many. Oh, look, it's that Mario thing. Oh, look, it's that Mario. we got to have Mario Kart in here, and it's like... I like things I remember. Yeah, I don't think you need... You could have had that as the sequel. Like, the sequel could have been all Mario Kart related. I feel like spreading references out is a little uh, better. But, yeah, it's just... It's gonna be weird. Also, like, I'm judging by who's directing it and the screenplay. It's it's gonna be American. Yep. Why why isn't it gonna be Japanese? Your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, it's a Japanese property by a Japanese company. I feel like they should get they should do the adaption. It was I don't know if they're funding it. I don't know. Maybe they want it to have a wider audience. Because um, Japan does they don't do their own adaptions the best all the time. Um, but they all they do have a good track record. Like if anyone has seen the Phoenix Wright live action movie, it is incredible. That's the one I was thinking um, of, yeah. Yeah. Um and if Link did talk, I would kinda want him to talk in Japanese because um his voice actor is Japanese, I'm sure, isn't he? Uh I genuinely don't know, but it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I just feel like it's... But that that might have been a Nintendo dis- decision. But, like, I didn't see many people mentioning that. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> Maybe they just wanted a bigger budget and Hollywood just was like, here you go. <laughs> I don't know. The the thing that... I, that Going back to the creative control thing for a second, mm. what do you think the odds are that they got these people you know Wes Ball and Derek Connolly and such because a lot of other better people were either like nah not interested or we are not going to give you that much creative control like the amount that you want even though you're funding it yeah I think there's a there's a likelihood in there Because yeah, adaptions are weird like that. Because when although this is not game related, um, there's a live action adaption of my favorite thing in the entire world, which is Cowboy Bebop. Uh, and throughout the marketing, they were like, "Oh, we got Watanabe, the creator. He's given us notes. He's involved. He's involved. He's involved. He's he's there." And then when it came out, it was very evident that he wasn't very involved because <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> um. It literally is like, don't watch it. If anyone's listening who hasn't watched it, don't. You will not get those hours back. Um, uh, and then he revealed online that he was like, oh yeah, they didn't listen to me. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, cool. It, it is true um, that he gave us notes and we yeah. ignored them. And it just became even more obvious because some of the actors were like, oh, we, we thought we can do better than the original. And I'm like, nah, the first part is an, of an adaption is you got to respect the source material. Or else why are um, you adapting it in the first place, you know? It, yeah, exactly. So, but because Nintendo themselves were like, 
saying, hey, we're doing this, then that's, you know, and it's not coming. It's coming from the source. It's coming from, you know, the actual person saying like, yes. But yeah, I don't know. We'll just have to wait. It's going to be like five years before a trailer comes out. <laughs> you say okay. that. But they put the release date somewhere in 2024. Did they? Uh, I didn't see that bit. Wow. Let me double check the actual factual press release from nintendo.co.jp. We got to do like a review episode just of the movie when it comes out. And, uh, sorry, not Ari Aster, as I said earlier, Avi Arad, mm. who has produced many mega hit films, including Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance and Morbius. Oh, no. Fun fact. Oh, no. Uh,. Okay, I can't find it on the press release, but maybe it was in the tweet that I can't immediately find. Ugh, He's also thing. produced better movies. I'm I'm using the those okay. two examples as a funny um, example, but like he he was involved to some degree as a as a producer on like Into the Spider Verse and Across the Spider Verse. Um, oh okay but uh let me read you some of his other producer credits oh yeah here we go uh uncharted ah uh, uh, another video game ip ghost in the shell the one with scarlett johansson oh no uh robo sapien rebooted i don't okay. know what that is either um I-, I remember it being a toy called robo sapien is there a movie of early 2000s robot toy is it the same thing uh the amazing spider-man one and two okay so the andrew garfield ones yes uh fantastic four rise of the silver surfer uh, oh dear yeah <laughs> uh iron man and the incredible hulk the first two mcu movies okay uh, x-men the last stand Okay. Uh, the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, and this is like most of his filmography. Upcoming movies include Borderlands uh, and Craven the Hunter. So he does have a lot of. He's like the video game. IP guy, it seems. Yeah, but he's had a lot more misses than hits. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it remains to be seen how much, like, influence he actually had as a producer. Mm-hmm. Good point. Which can vary wildly between people and projects, by yep. my understanding. But, like... Yikes. Again, not who I would have picked. I don't know who I would have picked, but it wouldn't have been these people. Yeah, I'm trying to think of even a a director that I would pick. Um, It's also worth mentioning there was a film, I think it's the late 80s, called Legend, 
which is a Tom Cruise movie. Tim Curry is also in it. Oh, the one where he plays devil the devil? Character. Tim Curry? Yeah. Yeah. And I was always told that allegedly it was inspired by Legend of Zelda. Um, I, I don't know if that's like an urban movie myth, um, but that's always how it was advertised to me as a kid. And I remember that being like the playground thing, like, oh, there's a Zelda movie, but it's not really a Zelda movie. Um, so I haven't watched it in years, but that might be a good like indication of how things could go. Not entirely because it's a movie from the 80s, but... Uh, we have better CG now. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes. But you know, Tim Curry sadly not in movies, but um and sadly Tom Cruise is. But yeah, that is like a little kind of taster, I guess. Um I might go back and watch it just to like see um how it holds up. But yeah, it's just a very bizarre situation. If 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 it was animated, I'd be so hype. Um I guess I saw somebody say, I wish I took their name down so I can credit them, but um, if it comes out and I don't like it, it's just a piece of media that I don't enjoy, but some people will, and that's it. And I'm like, yeah, that is the mature way to look at it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, also uh, a correction from earlier, um, it does not, in fact, have a 2024 release date. Uh, I... I, I know now where I got that mistake. I was looking at uh, Avi Arad's filmography, and it's right under Craven the Hunter, which does have a 2024 release date. Uh, oh. The one listed for Legend of Zelda on Wikipedia is TBA, which the capital A also looks like a four, so you can see where the confusion may come from there. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Easily done. Uh but yeah, this will be a developing story for the next five or so years, at least. <laughs> um, I hope, unlike the Metal Gear Solid movie, it does maybe actually see the light of day. Yeah. I mean, like, the Metal Gear Solid movie was supposed to be Jordan Vogt Roberts, right? The, the Kong Skull Island Oh, director? yeah. And he hasn't, to the best of my knowledge, made a lot since Kong Skull Island. But hey, Kong Skull Island was a good movie. I wonder if they would get David Hayter to do the screenplay, because that's mainly what he does now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's quite good at it. In fact, did he not do the screenplay of some of the X-Men movies to tie it all back? I feel like he did. Yeah. He did some episodes linked. of Warrior Nun, and I quite enjoyed Warrior Nun. <laughs> R.I.P. Um, but yeah. I, I think the thing I want to come back to the most is just like what, exactly what you said earlier. Why would you not wait until you have literally anything? Why would you yeah. just dump it out on social media at like 11 p.m. European time, which is like early in the morning in Japan. Unless somebody was going to leak something and they were like, let's get ahead of it first. But then nothing has surfaced. So, hmm. 
We can only speculate, unfortunately. Yeah. Ooh, gonna put a pin in that one. Um. <laughs> so, normally, this is the part of the show where we talk about what we've been playing recently. Uh, I have been playing Super Mario Wonder, but I have not played a lot of Super Mario Wonder, and I want to give it more time. And yep. your um, plan was Super Mario Wonder, but you haven't started it yet because it is not, in fact, your birthday yet. Yes, I I am getting it on my birthday next Monday. Ooh. Uh, and I am planning to spend most of the day playing it because that's what birthdays are for they're for nintendo games <laughs> and cake uh, and maybe some booze uh and i'm gonna try the co-op as well so i can talk from that kind of point of view too nice um so i have prepared a special little segment for today i oh i wrote something down for this why am i not using that instead so rosalie you are familiar Mm -hmm. with a media franchise called pocket monsters yes yes a little bit yes yeah excellent excellent this will require a little bit of knowledge um so pokemon in like the pokedex they have a category associated with them like pikachu is the mouse pokemon for instance Mm -hmm. fun fact there's a lot of those mouse pokemon um, but how well do you think you can identify Pokemon purely based on that category? Uh, maybe easier for the early gens because I am a OG Pokemon fan because as you know, I am old, uh, might struggle with some of the other ones. Um, but yeah, me, okay. I say, okay, not amazing, but like, okay, I think so- I could do it. So what I did is I went through the breadth of Pokemon, going all the way back Mm. to Gen 1, including Legends Arceus, uh, to find 40 categories that only (laughs) refer to a single Pokemon. They were only ever used once for that specific Pokemon. Okay. I'm going to tell you what it is, and you have to guess what Pokemon it is. Okay. I was (laughs) kind of selective in how I picked these. I broadly tried to grab ones that... Gave you at least a little bit of a hint. But uh-huh. I also grabbed a couple that are purposefully trying to mess with you. Okay. Uh, this is where I embarrass myself by showing that I'm not a true Pokemon fan <laughs> after all. Speaking of which, um, if you are having trouble remembering the exact name, because, wow, there's over a thousand Pokemon nowadays. Um, uh, if you could give me a description of, like, types signature moves physical description anything that'll let me clearly identify what pokemon it is i'll consider that good and i'll give you the point oh good that's fair that's fair excellent excellent um they are in alphabetical order of the english version of the category not of what pokemon it is because i didn't feel like putting it into like a spreadsheet and randomizing the entries that way (laughs) Uh, (laughs) all right are you ready yeah all right number one acorn 
Oh, oh, uh, <laughs> it's like, it's like the, the Jen, it's like a little grey with like the little thing on its head. It's like Jen, not three, is it three or four? Do you remember <laughs> any other details about, say, its evolution line? Uh, I feel like it was on. I f feel like it was on the Game Boy Advance, and I feel like it does have an evolution line. I remember it being. It's like, uh, oh, is it C, C dot? It is C dot. Congratulations! Yeah. That's the one that looks like an acorn. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, number two, alloy. Alloy. Oh, is it? Uh, could be metal. Could it be like skarmory? That's like a steel type. I fucking love skarmory. No, I won't be skarmory. Alloy. Alloy feels like metal. other steel types are there <laughs> lots yeah there is lots uh, there's the other one that kind of looks like an acorn well not an acorn it's got like a oval head is it Aron Aron uh, it is not it is Duraladon uh, the steel and dragon type uh, from sword and shield ah uh, yeah I wouldn't get that. <laughs> I did play Sword and Shield. Um, but yeah, okay, okay. What's the next one? What's the next one? Number three, Antenna. Oh, oh. Uh, could be could be Ladybug. Ladybug has antennas. It could be... Sounds like a bug. Uh, oh! Uh, what? Uh, there's like that one that looks like it's a water type, and it kind of looks like the the scary fish in the the black sea. Chin something. Uh, chin uh, chin Yeah, yeah. That the has an antenna. Type that evolves into. Yeah. It starts with an L. Is that yeah. your guess? <laughs> Yeah, I'm well, maybe I'm trying to think of what else has an antenna. Or antenna could mean, like, attracting electricity. Oh. <laughs> I'll go. Oh, no, wait. What about Beautifly? That's another bug one. It does have antenna. Oh. See, if I was, like, a teenager, I would know all these, like, instantly. <laughs> That's when my Pokemon hyperfixation was at full force. Uh, I'll go with Beautifly. That is incorrect. The correct answer is uh, Dayden. Uh, electric and Fairy, that was the Pikachu analog for X and Y, I believe. Yeah. Uh, also, correction from earlier, it's not Lampert, it's Lantern. It's the Pokemon I was um, thinking of. Number four, arrow quill. Something that flies that has quills. 
I wouldn't be Skarmory because I I think I would rem I had I would have Skarmory in my party a lot, so I feel like I would kind of remember what the description was or the type was. Hmm. Oh my god, I'm failing Pokemon fans right now. Um. What is the bird? It's like stroke, stropey, stir, star, 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 there's starly. That's a bird. Um. Oh. What What's the final ev evolution of starly again? Staraptor. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll go with that. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, the correct answer is decidui. Oh, I was not going to get that. <laughs> the grass and Ghost, the final evolution of the Grass Starter. It's the owl. Oh, because it has, yeah, then it has quills. Yes. I was, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> Number five. Axe. Just Axe? Just Axe. The Axe Pokemon. Uh, who has an Axe? Oh! No, that's a hammer. That's a mallet. That's not an axe. I was thinking it was the um, Tinkatonk from. But that's, that's a mallet. Who has an axe? Farfetch has a leak. <laughs> Cubone has a bone. Who has an axe? Feels very violent. Who has an axe? <laughs> oh there's the one that looks like a sword it's not that one because that's a sword that's not an axe <laughs> these are hard um an axe we haven't even gotten to the ones that are purposely trying to mess with you yet oh this is way more harder than I thought it would be. Um, uh, I literally do not know who has an axe on the top of my head. I am going to just say Tink Tonk because that has a thing. It has like a mallet that's close. Um, <laughs> who, who actually is it? <laughs> the correct answer is Cleavor from Pokemon uh, Legends Arceus. My defense has been a while since I've played it. That's my excuse. <laughs> I did say I was using this game. Yeah. Speaking of large and sharp things, uh, number six is Big Blade. Oh. The sword one? <laughs> the sword mean, one's not in our series. Do you mean the, like, ghost-type sword one? Yeah. Aegis Slash? Uh, is it like the ghost type sword one? The one that, like that that's just a sword and then it evolves into like a sword and shield and then two swords and a shield? That one? Yeah, the, the first the first one. Uh, unfortunately that is incorrect. I was thinking of uh, King Gambit. The uh, evolution uh, of Bisharp from Oh uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Or Bisharp. Oh, it's yep. Like Bisharp. Yep, yep, yep. Number seven. Blast Turtle. So, Blast Toys? 
Or if it's the turtle and it's not going to be as big, it would be war turtle. It's one. It's it's Squirtle, War Turtle, or Blastoise. I'm going to pick Blastoise because he's got the cannons. Congratulations! You have found the Yay. first one that was trying to mess with you, uh, because the correct answer <laughs> is Turtonator. What? <laughs> That's evil. That's. I fully peeked the microphone there. That's evil. That feels like evil on Pokemon Company's behalf too. Or they were just like couldn't think of anything. Oh man. Do yourself a favor. Uh, there is a quiz somewhere out there that asks you to identify what like color category Pokemon the Pokemon Company claims certain Pokemon fall into. Oh. Uh, that one is genuinely infuriating. Like, <laughs> are they colorblind? Why would you pick this? <laughs> uh, number eight. Bone Keeper. So this is a tricking me one. If you say so. It, then I wouldn't pick Cubone or Marowak. Could be Houndstone. Because it's like the doggy with the um, headstone on its head and like you know that could be like looking after bones I'm gonna go with houndstone yeah correct answer is Marowak oh you... <laughs> that's <sighs> should have gone with that <laughs> that's fine I didn't intend for that one to be one that messed with you but uh <sighs> Here we are. <laughs> Number what? nine. Carefree. Butterfree? <laughs> Unfortunately, it's Ludicolo. Oh. You know, happy, fun, carefree, dancing. Uh, yeah. There's one okay. Ludicolo card out there that has, like, passive ability that just heals your entire board every turn in the Pokemon training card game. Um. It's pretty wild. <laughs> Number 10, Classy Cat. Okay. Oh, oh. Um, the cat. What's the cat that's got, like, like, eyeshadow? <laughs> uh, it's like Meowth. It's not Meowth. Uh, it's, it's like... Oh, it's got, like, big eyeshadow. And its name is, like, a cat pun. But it's... Oh, but it could be the evolution, because I feel like that's one that the internet likes in a really creepy way. Uh... Oh, the uh, the the dark type? Yes. That's not really classy, though, is it? It's just the one that, that came to my head that was a cat that wasn't Meerth or Persian. I don't want to just guess Gen 1s, because then it seems like I'm... Not a true Pokemon fan. Um, <laughs> I'll go with... Yeah, oh, I'll just do that. I'll go with whatever the evolution is to Purloin. Yes, Purloin, indeed. Oh, it was Purloin. Uh, no, it was Persian, but that is the name you were trying to think of. The correct answer is Persian. So I should just go with what... I should... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Stuff like this, first, in, first instinct can be very useful. 
Yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Number 11 is Coin Entity. Oh, um it's the the one the, the one where you have to you get all the bits. Uh 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 g- give me give me ghoul. Uh I know which one you're talking about. Um, it's the evolution of Gimme Ghoul. Oh, Goldango. I, okay. I didn't get him. That's correct. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll consider that correct. Okay, cool. Yeah. Because you need to collect all the things to evolve Gimme Ghoul into Goldango. Yeah, and I I was like, no. <laughs> so I didn't do that. Goldango's uh, really good. It's so strong. I might try when I go play the DLC, but we'll see. Goldango was like one of the best Pokemon for getting the... Um, uh, which one was it? The Iron Leaves raid? Oh, yeah. It was because that one was like its Terra type was psychic. And Goldango just has like really useful stat changing moves and a very powerful Shadow Ball. Oh. But that raid was hot garbage because <laughs> it just used Sword Stance and then wiped out the entire party every turn. Um, anyway, <laughs> number 12 is Despot, or Despot, your choice. Hmm. I recognize um, that. Evil tyrant of some kind. Tyranosaur? That That's one? a dinosaur. No, uh, I know. What's its name, though? The green dinosaur one from Gen 2? Uh, Tyranitar? That's it. Oh, I was close. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, it's Tyrantrum. Um. The one that looks like an actual Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> well, I was... It's another dinosaur one. I was close. <laughs> no, really. I... I apologize. I was not expecting this one, this to be quite as hard as it has turned out to be. In my defense, uh, my memory is, I'm nearly 33, and my memory is not what it used to be. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. I could probably still recite, like, Gen 1 off by heart in order. And then I used to be able to do that with, like, up till, like, Gen 4. And then I kind of, like, stopped memorizing them because, you know. Other things. Yeah, my, my memory gets a little hazy with like the sun and moon generation. Yeah. And there's also chunks of black and white that are missing because I didn't really enjoy those games very much. Yeah, I didn't play black and white and I didn't complete sun and moon because I thought it was boring. So I think that is also where I'm like, um, but I, I did beat sun. I never, I didn't get very far into like ultra sun. Oh, yeah. Because it was mostly the same game that I just played. Anyway, number 13, Evolution. <laughs> what? That's... The Evolution Pokemon. Eevee? That's not... That's not what Eevee's type was at the start of, like, in the first games. But that's literally who it would best apply to. Because... Is Eevee your final answer? Yeah, well, I'm trying to think of who else is, like, known for lots of evolutions. 
Um, and sometimes there was like things that they 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 updated some of the types from like the old ones. Yeah. Uh, for for what it's worth, uh, I used like Bulbapedia for all of this. They have a very handy mm-hmm. chart where you can order it by like lots of things, including Pokedex number, category, stuff like that. So I'm using the most updated versions of these. I'm gonna go with Eevee because I literally like that could apply to any evolution. <laughs> like. You are correct in that it could apply to a lot of Pokemon because they can evolve. Yeah. You're also correct in that the correct answer is Eevee. Yay! <laughs> Number 14, Fire Warrior. Oh, um, Pigman. Um, uh, what's Pigman called? <laughs> what's a fire pig? Terpig? Trepig? Uh, yeah, it starts at Tepig and then Embor. Yes, yeah, and then and then the last one. Oh, but it could be um, Magmar's evolution. Hmm. I almost said Mag Cargo, but that's not true. Uh, <laughs> Mag Mortar is Magmar's evolution. Yeah. But it could be Entei, because that's like a... No, Warrior makes me think something standing up uh, and flexing muscles. Um, Warrior... I'll go with the the final evolution of um, the pig. (laughs) Tripping. Yeah. The final evolution of Tepig. Yeah. Uh, the correct answer is unfortunately Armor Rouge. Ah. Uh, one of two evolutions of Charcadet in Scarlet and Violet. It is in fact the Scarlet one because each game has its own separate item that you can use to evolve. Oh. Charcadet. Yeah. That rings a bell now. Dope. It's quite good. It's fire and psychic. Number 15. Forbidden. Oh. Forbidden, I think, something to do with ghosties. Like, forbidden, scary, do not come here. Uh, hmm. Maybe that will be Hearthstone. Final answer? Y- yeah. I just think it's got got to be something ghost-related. It is something ghost-related, but it's Spiritomb. Uh... One of the consistently most annoying Pokemon to get in any Pokemon game. I'm glad it was something ghost-related. I was was on track, and then... (laughs) Number 16 is Frigate Bird. One word. That is frigate bird. Frigate. Frigate, like frigate. the type of ship. Ah. But frigate bird. Frig- Which is among the funnier categories I found when researching this, for the record. Frigate bird. One word. 
obviously a bird. Pelican? <laughs> uh, Do you mean Pelipper? That's what I meant, yeah. It is a pelican, that's what Yeah? <laughs> it's based off of a pelican. Oh dear, yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. A good guess, but unfortunately the answer is Kilowattrol. Uh, the electric and flying from Scarlet and Violet. Yeah. It's really big. Like, the first time I ran into it, I was like, oh wow. I clearly That's need... a big ass bird. Yeah, I clearly need to play more Scarlet and Violet. <laughs> you do. It's very fun when it's functional. Um, <laughs> number 17 genetic. Oh. Mewtwo. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Number 18. Heel. H-E-E-L. Like the part of a foot or oh. the villain of a wrestling story. That's a toughie. There's not a Pokemon that's like a Mastodon. Or like a... No, there's, there's not one that's like a... Oh, there is one that's like a there's one that's like a wrestler. I literally have no idea for this one. <laughs> um so, there's not a Pokemon that looks like a giant foot, is there? Uh, <laughs> that no, because the internet would Not yet. Yeah. Only a matter of time. Yeah. I mean Just that's... straight up a giant foot, that strikes me more as like Digimon. A not very popular Digimon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or a now retroactively extremely popular Digimon, but for the wrong reasons. Or like a Yokai watch thing. Um What's the fire evolution y one that's is that a fire it's not a fire, it's no Yeah, um uh the one that's in Smash Brothers um uh thingy in Incineroar? Yeah. Yeah. That's correct. It is Incineroar. <gasps> Yay! I had to put one one of the two wrestling Pokemon in here. <laughs> the other being um, Halucha. That's the other one I was... Yeah, okay. I knew there was another one. <laughs> Themed more after Lucha Libre, whereas Incineroar is more like... Honestly, okay. A little inside baseball and wrestling. Incineroar's main inspiration strikes me most as Stan Hansen. I don't know who that is. Stan Hansen was like the major bad guy who came over to America from Japan to be the bad guy in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And his finishing move was a lariat, and Incineroar's signature move is like the darkest lariat. Anyway. <laughs> Number 19, Imitation. Ditto. I got you again. Oh no. <laughs> it's pseudo Udo. Oh I was that's not how does that make what's the relevance there? Uh it imitates. It looks a like a tree, right. <laughs> God damn it, Pokemon Company, come on. <laughs> okay. It wouldn't surprise me. I don't exactly remember what it was, but I think Ditto is like the copy Pokemon. Right, yeah, okay. <laughs> Legally distinct, Your Honor. 
in their defense, there's so many Pokemon, they, they kind of, they have to make up a little bit as they go along. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah, what's the next one? Number 20, halfway through. Right. Item drop. Could this be Gimmigo? Because the other one was Evolution, and that one has like coins that fall. Oh, uh... Who else has like a. Oh, Delibird! Is it Delibird? Final answer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deli Bird is the delivery Pokemon. Damn it. That makes uh, sense. Item drop is Bombardier. The other bird. Oh. <laughs> it's the, the stork. Yeah. From yep. Scarlet and Violet. It's one of the Titan Pokemon, I believe. Yep. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, number 21, Jujitsu. Oh, um, um... The one in the the Pokemon Stadium Two mini game that has um, that you go on its head. Um, no, it won't be on top. Yeah, it won't be that. It'll, there is one that's like there's one that's like a karate thing. Ah, well, there's Hitmon Lee. There's. Hitmon Lee is the kicking one. Yeah, because Hitmon like Chan is the punching one. Hitmon Top is the spinning one. And Tyrogue is the basic version. I'll go with Hitmon Lee. The correct answer is Graplocked. Which strikes me more as like a judo kind of pokemon because judo's got a lot of like grapples and throws um, but i guess that's what sock and throw are for right yep yeah everybody's favorite pokemon sock and throw <laughs> number 22 legendary the legendary pokemon <laughs> you know the legendary pokemon but there's so many <laughs> i'll go with like what they sometimes say is the ultimate one i'll say ho Oh, it could be me though. I'll go with Ho. This is probably the funniest one in the entire oh, quiz. Oh no! It's Arcanine. What? How is that legendary? Because it's big. Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> I was trying to think if it's like, and maybe in the anime there was like a backstory. It was like Arcanines were blah blah blah, but and it was an Officer Jenny thing. Oh. Also with Blaine. Blaine had a pretty yeah. significant backstory with his Arcanine. If oh, starts. yeah. That's a weird one. Yep. I just thought, oh, because like in the like anime, it's like, oh, it's like the ultimate, you know, there was a lot of like, like, not pressure. There was a lot of emphasis put on Hove. Um, so that's, yeah, that's very weird. That is, to the best of my knowledge, never paid off in the show. But I, there was I, a movie where they paid it off. I think they from, might like, have... the reboot timeline? I think they might have referenced it when they finished it, but I haven't watched the end of the Ash arc because I know I'm just going to get really upset. <laughs> so, even though I haven't watched, like, the Pokemon anime in ages, it's like that kind of, like, closure and things. That I'm like, nah, I'm not, I'm not mentally there for that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but okay, what's the next one? What's the next one? Lizard. <laughs> There's so many lizards. There's so many. Yep. 
evil. Uh, what's, a, what's a lizard? There's still a lot to go. I should be a bit quicker. What's a lizard at the top of my head? Uh, maybe something with like a forked tongue. Uh, forked tongues is snakes. Yes, it is. Um, yes, it is. A lizard. What the hell is a lizard? Oh, um, there's a little one that looks like a, this is not a lizard. There's one that looks like a crocodile. <laughs> Was that like Gen three, four? Do you mean the the ground type? Yeah. That evolves into crocorock and crocodile. Yeah, I'll just go with Sand that. Sandile. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I had one in sa um, Sapphire. Um, go with that. <laughs> it's just Charmander. Oh god damn it! Ch Charmander is just a lizard apparently. Not a fire lizard. Nah, just a lizard. Oh my god. This is just- you're just showing me a world of how frustrating Pokemon naming conventions are. Oh my god. Right, okay, what's the next one? Longevity. Something that can like come back. Well, they all can come back. Uh, Blissy, because like healing coming back. I just, I'll just go. I'll go with Blissy. That's uh, Relicanth, inspired by the coelacanth fish uh, that was long thought to be extinct until someone caught one. Oh. It's like. Relicanth specifically is like integral to finding the Reggie Pokemon, Reggie Rock, Regice, and Reggie Steel in Gen Three as well. Oh yeah, yeah. There's like a lot of history puzzle solving there. Anyway, number twenty-five. Um, your experience with this quiz so far, I imagine, love hate. Yeah, but it's 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 good. Um, I just know that my score is going to be really bad, but you know, um. I just need to play more Pokemon, clearly, so that's fine. <laughs> uh, something with, like, two faces. Or... Uh, something that gets angry. Oh, could be Chikorita. No, that's only in the anime that it's like that. Um, oh, um, Smoochum. Good guess. It's wrong, but it's a good <laughs> guess. Uh, it's enamorous. Uh, the fairy type of the genie trio. Yeah, yeah. That was one of the worst parts of Pokemon Legends Arceus. Yeah. Trying to catch it because of that family channel swamp. <laughs> um, all right, number 26. Mold. Mold. Like. Like a mold, if you're making. Like the stuff that grows. Oh. In places. Oh, uh, Tangela. Tangela is vines, not I, mold. I know, but like, it's. It, it makes me think of like plants. <laughs> it's shuckle. That doesn't make me think of mold. You and me both. Like. Shuckle's like a little turtle guy. 
Yeah. Yeah, but that's rubbish. Come on, Pokemon. Come on, Game Freak. What are you, what are you playing at? <laughs> uh, number 27. Mysterious. Uh, mis- uh, mischievous. Or, or yeah, I'll go with that. M- is it mischievous? The mischievous. Ghost I can never say it properly because I have a lisp. So <laughs> um, that one. It's Starmie. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. What? There's nothing mysterious about Starmie. These are these are bad. <laughs> Number twenty-eight. New species. What? <laughs> But they're all technically new species. Every time there's a new gen, that's that's not fair. Oh, it could be like, it could be like a new version of something that's already. I'll go with the Alohan Alohan Executor. That's a new species. That counts. <laughs> you had to think a little bit further back. Further back. To Pokemon, in general, being a new species. Oh. Mew. Oh. Okay. Mew is the DNA progenitor of all Pokemon. Yeah. Okay. I'll let them have that. I can see that. That makes a little bit. I feel like Mewtwo's one made more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Number 29. Overturning. Um, is there a Pokemon that looks like an egg? Oh, yeah. Executor. No, exactly. The what's the one? Execute. Yes, that one. That's an egg. I'll go with it. <laughs> uh, it's Malamar. Oh. Um, the big squid where you physically have to turn your device upside down to let it evolve. I don't remember that. What? It, it, the it's the evolution of Inkay. What? The little like cuttlefish-looking thing. What games? What game was that? Ooh, um, one of the 3DS ones. Maybe that's fine. For sure. Because that one was the... Because the 3DS was the first system with gyro controls. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember that. It's all weird. Well. (laughs) It's one of those evolution techniques that rides the line for me between, like, it's cool and innovative, but not completely annoying. Like, surfetched. Mm. Uh... Anyway, number 30, Paleozoic. That feels like a more recent one. Or, for some reason, it makes me think of Kyogre. 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 However you pronounce it. So I'll go with that. It's Genesect. Oh. I don't get Don't know why either. Yeah, that's uh, one that just makes sense to me. But well, okay. Because Genesect is like a sci-fi Pokemon. It's like a cyborg bug. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Uh, number 31. Peat. P-E-A-T, like the stuff you dig out of the ground. Oh, okay. Um, That's a Graveler. Pretty good guess. It's Ursaluna. Oh, okay. You have to evolve it with a peat block in Pokemon uh, Legends Arceus. Number 32. Pig. Right. This has got to be um, the one that I said earlier. If it's not, then I'll be sad. Trip. Tripig? Trip. Tripig? Tripig? Yeah. Yeah. 
Prepare to be sad. It's swine up. <laughs> okay. Swine up. Yeah. Well, there's there's more than one pick, so that's fine. That that's fine. <laughs> Number thirty-three. <sighs> Punk. Punk is gonna be. Is there somebody that's inspired by punk? There is. I can't think of them. Oh, there's one that looks like an emo. <laughs> Mor Morgrim? That has like an emo fringe. That's not punk music. I'll go with that. <laughs> uh, the correct answer was Toxtricity. It has like a, a yellow one and a purple one. Oh, they, yeah. They're, they're functionally identical, but they're just different forms. Yeah, yeah. And it has like a guitar sometimes. Yeah, uh, yeah okay. Damn. <laughs> Number 34. Rage Monkey. <laughs> primate. Or monkey. Very close. It is the evolution of Primate Annihilate. Ah. Uh, yeah, okay. Number 35. Royal Sword. Oh, the sword one that I said earlier. <laughs> Uh, to be clear, which of the three sword ones? Because there's... What's the yellow stage one? Stage one, stage two, and stage three. The yellow one? The yellow one? Isn't there like a yellow one? Unless I'm making it up. I'll just go with the, the first sword one that I can't remember the name of. It's the final stage of the ah, evolution. Slash. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you were close. Yeah. Hey everybody, future editing Hilka here, just popping in to say that um, I messed up on this one. Uh, I forgot that Aegislash was indeed predominantly yellow. So Rosalie did actually, by my own rules, get this one correct. So at the end of this segment, she should have one more point than I end up reading out. I hope that doesn't affect your enjoyment of this segment too much. All right, back to the past. Number 36, Seafaring. Hmm. Oh, um. Uh. What's his name? He really big. He big boy. Um. I don't. Th oh, no. I'm going to go Lapras. Lapras. Great guess. Yeah. Uh, Lapras, unfortunately, is the transport Pokemon. Oh. Uh, this is Manaphy. Oh. The Prince of the Sea. Yeah. I like Manaphy. I love Manaphy. That's such a weird movie. Yeah. Anyway, uh, number 37, Soloist. Soloists. That would be like something that plays music. It's not going to be Jigglypuff. Because <laughs> that would be like, that would be like this song. It's gonna, I, I think I would... I think I would remember what the Jigglypuff one was. Soloist. Soloist. What's another music? Oh, no. It's like another mu music y one. I think I would remember because I normally like to have the kind of music y ones on my party, but I literally cannot think. Um, oh, I'll go with um, Clefairy because it does metronome. I'll do that. Okay. I was looking for Primarina. Oh, like the Prima Ballerina. Yeah. The solo yeah, yeah. performance. Oh. Uh, Scarlet and Violet has, like, 
all three of the well actually no only the the fire starter is music themed because the fire one is Skeledurge is music themed then the grass one is a dancer and the water one is no the water one's a dancer the grass yeah. one's a magician yeah because um water one's based off of like um that big celebration they have in brazil isn't it carnival yeah i think it's i think so anyway uh number 38 stakeout oh <laughs> police pokemon <laughs> Uh, his 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 the A cat Pokemon. Um, I don't know for this one or something that's like guarding maybe because it's like sticking your like police security guarding. Uh oh my god, this is hard. Um, it's not gonna be Sudowoodle because that already was one. Yeah. I'm just thinking of like something standing something, someone protecting something. Stick like sticking out, like staying out. Um Oh, I'm literally gonna think say one on the top of my head. I'll say Haunter. The correct answer is uh well, who does a lot of investigating that requires going a lot of stakeouts? Why? Gumshoes, of course. It's, it's Gumshoes. Is that like a, an inside reference? Because, like, Gumshoe is also the name of the police detective in Phoenix Wright. Yeah, a, a Gumshoe is like a colloquial term for generally a private investigator, if I am not misremembering. Oh, I've not heard it outside of um, Phoenix Wright. That's interesting. Yeah. It's also the name of a tabletop role-playing game, like, rule set for doing, like, invest crime investigation games. <laughs> uh, number 39, Thunder. Oh, n like nothing. That. Just Thunder. Yep, just Thunder. Like that terrible Imagine Dragons song. <laughs> it's not like there's a whole, like... <laughs> Um, oh, I'll just say, I'll say, I want to say Pikachu, because that's like a mouse. I know it's mouse, so it's gonna, oh, um, uh, Jolteon. Very good guess, but it is Raikou. Ah. Okay. That could be the last any, one. any electric Number Pokemon. 40. Okay, okay, okay. Viking. It's a, it looks like a viking. I don't know who looks like a viking. Um, is that like a gen 1 one that kind of looks like a viking? No. I'm sure all my ancestors who might be vikings are going to be raging because they're like... Um... Who looks like Viking? Oh, it could be like a legendary one. 
Ooh. Is it... Oh, no it's not. Is it, like... What's the... What's the Pokemon... Um, I... I had it. Pokemon... It was the third game. Pokemon Platinum cover one. Giratina? It's got the yellow bit on its head. Is it a dark type? I th I th well, I had Platinum, I didn't finish it. I think so. <laughs> I'll go with that. It's not that because you didn't say remember the name, but I'll go with that. Uh, the correct answer is Berserker. Ah, uh, like a berserker. Right, okay. Yeah. <sighs> this was hard. <laughs> it was. Uh, and on the one hand, uh, by the way, it is Giratina that's on the box art for Platinum. Right, okay. Um, on the one hand, I do apologize. I did not realize you would struggle as much with this as you did. As much as you did. But on the other hand, I do want to make it clear that, like, the Pokemon Company makes some bad decisions sometimes mm. when categorizing certain Pokemon. Mm -hmm. And we had a couple examples where, like, like with Swinup, Pig. <laughs> There's a lot of Pokemon out there that are based on pigs. Some yep. of them, like, have, like, a additional things to them, like fire pig you know but like pig and how how is an only annihilate rage monkey <laughs> why is primate not also rage monkey yeah that's if you had to guess how many did you get right like three <laughs> uh five by my count okay five or um, four eight <laughs> Okay, uh, I want to leave you with one final thing. Uh, Many episodes ago at this point, you taught me a delightful bit of Scottish slang. Oh, yeah. Baltic. Yeah. I want to teach you a bit of Dutch slang right. that one would use in a situation exactly like this. Oh, oh it wasn't Scots slang. It was a Scots word because Scot um, it's a language, not slang. Just a... Oh, I, I thought it was slang, like, like a more colloquial thing. I didn't know it was an actual... No, people think it's slang, but it's... Um, there's Scots, there's Scots Gaelic, and there's Scots... They're, two, they're actually identified languages. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, just to add that, because if I don't add that, someone will tell me to say so. But yes, go on. <laughs> um, in a situation like this, we Dutch people would generally say something like, Helas Pindakas. Um, which is probably a Dutch saying that has my favorite translation into English, if you translate it directly. Uh, it translates to, unfortunately, peanut butter. <laughs> is there like a story behind it? I mean, honestly, I don't know. I think it's <laughs> one of those things that just like, Happens. it sounds fun because it rhymes. Ah, uh, okay, okay, yeah. Hey, last pindakas. Pindakas is peanut butter, which by itself directly translates to peanut cheese. <laughs> oh, wow, I like that. <laughs> Dutch has a wild history. Um, <laughs> but yeah, something to take home with you. 
uh, case you wanted to use that in your daily life. Say, say, it, say it again a tiny bit slower. <laughs> hey, lass. Hey, hey, lass. Spindakas. Hey, lass, spindakas. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Learning. Yay. Because obviously. And if you want to really confuse some English people, just say, unfortunately, peanut butter. <laughs> That'd be a great name for a band. <laughs> it would. <laughs> All right. Well, uh,. That was the segment for mm. this uh, episode. I hope everyone enjoyed listening to it. Again, I apologize that it was a lot harder <laughs> than I thought it would be. Um, but I obviously couldn't run this by you first or else you would know all the answers. Yeah. And to be fair, it's probably because my memory of Pokemon is not what it was when I was a child. <laughs> and to be completely honest... I, if you had presented this exact list to me, I'm reasonably confident I wouldn't have gotten more than like 10. Okay, know? okay. Because there a are a better. couple of, of, of these in there where it's like, what is the mysterious Pokemon? <laughs> there, there's got to be more than one of those, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. So uh, let this be a lesson to you, Pokemon company. <laughs> Why? Just why? Some of these, just why? So, it is now the part of the episode where we tell everybody what we're going to be playing in the near future, although we kind of already have. Yep. But for the sake of the structure of the show, Rosalie, what are you going to be playing between now and the next episode? I will be playing Super Mario Wonder. Yay. Golly. You know, that sounds like a great idea. I think I'll also <laughs> be playing Super Mario Wonder. Yay. Now that you mention it. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of In Focus. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us get noticed. You can also listen and subscribe on Spotify and other podcast services. Also be sure to check out our sister show, Game Podular Unfocused. Follow us on Twitter and at GamePodular.com for updates, news and other content. Links to all of our socials may be found on our link tree. If you'd like to support our shows, you can buy us a coffee or become a Game Podular patron. The details for both are on our website. Thanks. This episode was edited by Hilka and you can follow him at gear12 underscore turbo on Twitter or more preferably at gear12turbo at kind.social on Mastodon. He was joined today by me, Rosalie, who you can find at LLRecordGirl on Twitter. Have a good one.